0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Today you're in for a special treat because today we are highlighting some really cool small group leaders here at Bethlehem Church. You know about small groups because we talk about them a lot. We love them. We uh, we we think they're a very important part of our church. And we want you today, our listeners, to hear from a few of our small group leaders about why small groups are important and uh, why you should join one. So today, I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves. We've got some special guests here today. So Paul, we'll start with you.
1: I'm Paul. I'm Paul Lambert. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be married to Erica right here, and we have been attending Bethlehem for a little over five years now.
2: Yes, I'm with him, and we've been at Bethlehem and um, did not join small groups for a while, Um, and once we did, there was no going back, so... Um, We are thrilled to be part of this today. Awesome.
3: Um, Stan Jones, uh, been with uh, Bethlehem Church for about four years now, and we were in a small group uh, with uh, a men's group on Friday morning, then a couple's group, and we've been with them for, um, I guess, six or seven years now.
4: Wow. That's great. So I'm Jenny Aldridge. Um, I've been at Bethlehem for as long as the 211 campus has been the 211 campus. Yeah, I'm not sure how long that's been. About but five years. Yeah, I was yeah. at Abra before it was oh, wow. 211. Oh, wow. And so then after it came became 211, um, I got plugged into small groups after that. So
0: that's really cool. Nice. So we appreciate you guys so much, and we talked about how you know in gr- groups are such an important part of our church, and so. We appreciate how, how long you've been leading and and how that's helped develop uh, disciples here at, at Bethlehem. So tell our listeners how or why
2: you felt called to lead a group, how that began for you. Um, I think um, the we were in a small group, just we joined a small group. And um, so there was a couple, two couples actually, that did it together. And um, we were in it about— a year, and one of them kind of approached us and said, you know, we were asked to give names of people that we thought, you know, could possibly lead a group, and we thought of you guys. And at the time, I looked at Paul, and I was like—I think both of us were like, no, we just, we just started, and we're just getting to know people. And And so we said not at this time. And we were also in a very busy season with our kids and things like that. And so— Um, but that whole semester, we just started thinking, what would that look like if we we did? So they sort of planted that seed Mm -hmm. and we just talked about it, prayed about it. And by the time that was the end of a, like a winter semester and over the summer, we just, or even before the end of it, we told the group that we were going to be stepping out and, um. Starting something in it in just in God's perfect timing, those leaders were feeling prompted to step back. They needed a season mm. of just to just to be refreshed a yeah, little. And a rest. so they yeah. yeah, they just needed a, a rest. And so it was just perfect timing. They planted that. And then we started praying through it. And then by the time we um decided to, to go for it, it was time for them to step. And they actually came to our group. So we had. To, we had some members right away, so we were super excited about that's that. Awesome,
0: so. Erica. We hear that response a lot too. Like a lot of times, being a part of a discipleship team, we you know we reach out to people and mm-hmm. ask you know Hey, would you be interested in leading a group?" And we hear that a lot. Maybe not right now, but we'll think about it. Right. So that just that idea of you know praying about it and thinking about it and planting that seed that that happens you know quite a bit, mm-hmm. and the Lord ends up you know they end up uh, you know leading yes. a group. So that's really cool to hear. Yes. Yeah. Stan, how about you?
3: Yeah. So we were at a men's conference several years ago. It's about eight, maybe eight years ago. And in that, we were challenged, what are you doing in a small in a small setting with mm-hmm. other men? And kind of thought about that, talked it over with my wife, and we had nothing. We weren't really plugged in. We were at church all the time, yet weren't really plugged in. And so the next Sunday, my mentor, who was our Sunday school teacher at that time, said, how's your accountability? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a double... Double hit uh, yeah. really didn't have great accountability. I was at church yet not not digging deep. So we started a Friday morning, just an introduction. Anybody that wanted to come join us, and so it was. We met at Chick Fil A over in Tequila, and uh, we they finally decided that we needed to pay rent because we were in there every Friday and seemed to stay there till about noon. Mm-hmm. And uh, not with the group, just with just with <laughs> meeting yeah. independently with others, but right. uh, but we would meet and. Uh, I learned that uh, I was a big mess.
4: <laughs> we and, all are. And we
3: all were, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Everybody that came, we, we got to, to realize at whatever level or whatever season we were in, we were all, we had struggles mm. and things that we needed to work on. And so I was encouraged by them more than probably than they were encouraged by me. Uh, Yet yeah, just being together and just, uh, just talking and supporting one another, just building that small community.
0: That's fantastic.
4: So for me, coming from Beth Abra, it was such a small church, and there wasn't anybody my age. Mm-hmm. And so when we joined Bethlehem, that's something I was so excited about. I was like, oh, there's finally going to be people my age that I can connect with. Yeah. And in like the same season of life as me. Yeah. And so when I got there, there wasn't—211, uh, we were just getting established. There wasn't really a group yet. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Scobell approached me. He called me one day and was like, Jenny, I need—he like he presented the opportunity with me, and I was like— I don't know. Like, I want to be a part of like a young adult thing, but I'm not necessarily sure I want to lead it, uh, qualify to lead it. But I prayed about it and I was like, well, you know, I've been wanting to be a part of something like what better way to just jump in and get involved. And it's been like the greatest thing because I've had like the friendships that I formed Mm -hmm. throughout it. There's some of the best friends I have now. So
0: that's awesome. That's really good. So what has been some of the, I'm sure as a group leader, and Paul and Erica, I've heard legendary stories about the, <laughs> some of the fun you guys have. Hey, so what happens at group stays <laughs> at group? I don't know. I'm, I'm actually a little jealous. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to come to y'all's <laughs> group. So um, tell, talk about some of the, we hear a lot of great fun things that happen in, in groups. So talk about some of the funnest or most rewarding or even the funniest thing that you guys, you know, that's ever happened in your group. Or that you've done as a group?
1: Okay. Well, <clears throat> Erica always plans her, – her favorite part of preparing for small group is the icebreakers. So she oh. always has an icebreaker. <laughs> sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it's not so, so much.
0: See, so. it's funny you say that because I'm going to uh, – we hear a lot of complaints about those icebreakers. <laughs> oh, so <this> no. Is- <laughs> No, this is good. So you we're, we're going to keep complain using them if
2: you're in my group because the chances of me messing it up and it turning into something just absolutely hilarious is
1: the about people in our group fit. always feel better about themselves after about <laughs> five ten minutes, really right after they get in the door. Really, it's like, no. oh man, we've got it so together compared to these things. So
2: <laughs> even the people that are new, they'll come in. You know, they're new, and we're like, oh, are they going to think you know we're weird? And you know. I usually mess up, and they're laughing, so I'm like, okay, we broke the ice. See, that's the point, but um, I think I can speak to funniest. You speak to rewarding, but f- funniest, unfortunately, the ones that I can think of the most are at Paul's expense, but I'll try to tell <laughs> the the least embarrassing one, but um, I have to tell. I have to tell this Blossom one, Paul. I have to. Okay, so mm if you're under 40, you're going to need to Google this. But one of my icebergs, I'll always make them up just on my own. I never really follow. I, I, sometimes I'll look online, you know, for something fun. But I, it was, what is a show that as, when you were growing up, you had to watch? Like, you just couldn't miss it. It was your favorite thing. So maybe you're a teenager, you know, whatever. So the women all kind of said, you know, these little fun sitcoms and, you know, just teenage girl stuff. And so, The men were being like really super macho. So it was like, you know, I we I had to see the A-Team or Oh Night Rider or MacGyver. And so we're getting around and it gets to Paul. And like I said, if you're under 40, you need to look this up. And Paul said, I can't wait to Paul said. Blossom, okay? <laughs> what? If you, know, if you know what Blossom is, it's got it,
1: is theme sit- song. it is a great theme sitcom. song. It is a
2: sitcom. It's a sitcom about a teenage girl, but he liked the music at the beginning of it. And so we're like but you watch the whole show. So um for the our Christmas, we always do a white elephant Christmas um game night and, and things like that and someone made an ornament of Paul with a blossom hat, oh, her yeah. signature hat, and it is still on our still tree. On our it day is every still day. on our tree. So I love it. Every now and then our story of Paul's um camp miss show comes up and so <laughs> uh, Paul. I told him I said don't ever tell anybody that. Like, just keep that on the deal. And now here I am, and speaking. here it is on the podcast. <laughs> it, it's probably on a cloud forever now. I don't know, but so whatever the cloud is. But um, but that was that was pretty funny. We had we have tons of f- fun in our group. Funny people, so yeah. um, it's a lot of fun, but rewarding. Um, what do you say?
1: Just getting to know people. I mean, the people in our group have been uh, fantastic. I mean, just to. To, to get to know, and as time's gone on, just to get to know them on a deeper level, mm-hmm. um, to realize that, you know, we don't all have it together. Yes. And um, at our best, we are a mess. You know. Yes. And so yeah. um, just sometimes, you know, especially leading a group, you know, you feel sometimes a little bit like you would think that you were be stressed getting ready for – to host the group and, and feeling like, oh, you know, we have to have the house ready. We have to have this. And mm-hmm. um, we have found that even on the busiest day, if we can just make it through till the folks in the group start walking through the door, mm. that everything's going to be okay. That's right. That it's just mm-hmm. going to be refreshing, that it's going to be rejuvenating um, their their friendship mm-hmm. and, and just their insight, their encouragement for us, yeah. their encouragement for one another. And um, so... It's been, it's been awesome. I
0: love that. That's really our slogan too. Is life's better together? Our small groups uh, uh, tagline is life's better together, and it really is. And that's just that proves the point that mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if you're messy or your house mm-hmm. is messy or you know we're all we're all we're all there. Everybody yes. lives there, so it's we just- at
2: one point had um, uh, we had a leak, and we had a hole in our floor, <laughs> and I was you would think I would be like oh the house is not perfect, and yeah. I was like just come on in. Don't fall through the hole and come this way. And I just, I gave up that. Like, it has to be perfect. Right. And because I just wanted to, I just wanted the time with them. That's and right. so I don't have to worry about that. And they weren't coming there to judge me either. It was right. just, let's meet, let's get together.
0: Well, and you do, and when you do that as group leaders, you're giving them permission mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to be seen, to be known. And and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. So. Stan, how about you? You got a funny or rewarding
3: yeah, so story? So the, the funny side is I have two guys that are in their group, so I get to hear all their stories. So, <laughs> so, we, so we hear it all, so it's good. Right. No, it, it, and it is; those are hilarious stories they, <laughs> they share. From a rewarding standpoint, uh, we the way that we we have our Friday morning, is many times I turn it over to the other guys to lead, mm-hmm. and it's really neat to watch them mm-hmm. just show up and and grow. And they're at different levels. Many, many, most of them are way above me, way beyond me, and and some of them are just beginning their walk. And to to just hand it over and say, "Hey, would you take it Friday?" And they kind of give you that deer in the headlights, and then they take it and they run with it, and you and you get to sit and watch them share. And that, that's that's a neat, that's a rewarding part.
0: I love it. That's really good, Jenny. How about you?
4: I think for me, the most rewarding thing are is the connections that mm-hmm. I've made with people that you would have never made otherwise. Like, I would have never met or known these people if I hadn't have joined the um, small group. Mm-hmm. And just truly getting to do life together, you know, um, hard seasons, good seasons. I've always, like, going through something hard, there's always been someone to connect with that. Good seasons, you know, to celebrate each other, you um, mm-hmm. Just in like texting someone, hey, I'm going through this. Could you pray for me? Or you know, just those types of relationships. And as far as fun, just the outings that we go and do. Like we met all through the summer when small groups were technically off. Like we would go to escape rooms and just do just do activities together. So it's just fun to like see each other outside of church too, and um, yeah. just like team building stuff. So
0: that's great. I, and we hear that a lot too, with um, you know, with with being at a larger church. Uh, That's why small groups are so important. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are spread across, you know, we're multi-campus. So um, those small groups really help you. That's where you develop and grow and and you you develop those friendships.
2: Well, that was the main reason we did join small group because I didn't feel like we were getting to know – the people around us. Right. I, would, I would walk through the halls, and I just wanted—I'm very extroverted, so I wanted somebody to be like, "Hey, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. how are you?" And I was passing strangers, mm. and um, over time, these people have started coming to our group, and it's people that I'd seen yeah. forever, and now I'm like, and I love them, Aww. but I never would have known I loved
4: you if <laughs> and we, we get hadn't to done hang it. out with yes. them. Yes. 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 putting names it. to faces.
2: Yes, or yes. faces to you know.
4: Yeah, yes. <laughs> same thing. You got it. You got yes. it.
0: That's perfect. It's That's great. Okay, so what has been the most surprising thing about leading a group? And what I mean by that is, what did you go in? Maybe you had some expectations about leading a group and what that would look like, and, and, and maybe that was totally changed. Or what was, So what was the most surprising thing that, uh, that you found leading a group?
4: I think for me, it's a lot more casual than what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be this very formal, but it's not. Like we all come in, we talk, we hang out. A lot of times we're like, oh gosh, we need to start answering. Like we need to start having this discussion now. But I thought that was the most surprising to me that it's a lot more just relaxed and just, you know, hanging out with people. I love that. Mm -hmm.
3: So uh, leadership development was introduced a few years ago through Eddie and also Aaron. Mm -hmm. And so we joined in with that and uh, led a group, and so they they share the information, and it's reading a book a month. Yeah. And I've not read, so it'd be nine nine months. I've not read nine books probably in 20 years, and so I'm trying to read nine books. Wow. So th- what was the most surprising is, first of all, taking it on myself to do it, but secondly, to share it with the other men mm-hmm. and to watch them come in after month two going, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And then they're reading and listening to more and so it just really has spurred on each of us to to read. And so it takes us all to a, a new level of reading that really it was kind of a limiting belief for, for me and for all of us to to read. Yeah,
0: that's and great.
1: I, I think I know the guys that might be in your group just because they've come to our group talking about their books they're so, reading Yeah, in that's your group. Cool. So it's,
3: uh, it's it's really neat. And there's, those are really strong books that we're reading. Mm-hmm.
2: So. I think surprising for me has been um, how integral it's become to our week. Like, we need it. And when we have these breaks or these gaps, like right now, we're in the middle of the summer, and we've already decided to meet one week sooner. Yes. Um, like, we're going rogue. You know? a lot of groups doing and that. And so we miss it. And mm. for Paul and I, it was almost a missing piece in our marriage even, just to be able to serve together mm. in this way. Has been such a strong thing for us. So just realizing that, you know, there was a missing piece. We weren't using a a gift God had, not, I don't even know if it's a gift, but a calling God had placed on us. We were not responding to. Mm -hmm. And once we did, it's been so fulfilling for us. And when we don't have it, we miss it a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, and we meet on Wednesdays. And to me, it's the perfect place right in the middle of the week. Cause you leave on Sunday and I leave and I'm just like I'm going to take on the world. That was so great, you know. And then then there's Monday, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> right? so tired. And so, um, but by Wednesday, you know, it's like Paul said, you know, there may be days that we're just we're so tired. There's mm. been things going on and we're so tired. And then just to get that group together and be refreshed with just meeting together and talking about God's Word, it just helps us through that next part of the week. So that's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, like like Stan said a second ago. You know, a lot of times we might start out, and our heart is to somehow be an encouragement to the group, but you know, most of the time they're way more of an encouragement to us yeah. than we were to them. Yeah. And you know, for me, I remember um, right when we had started leading a group, I remember going to the the training that that Aaron had given. Right. And I remember sitting there, and I don't know if y'all have been through that, but um, I remember sitting there, and I was really nervous about Lord, how how am I equipped and qualified to be able to 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 be able to discuss and lead these discussions, and what do I have to bring to the table, and what kind of value? And I remember, and I sat and watched Aaron uh, lead that meeting on how to, and he demonstrated. And I remember watching how masterful he was at being able to present a question and let other people in the group be able to lead out and lead the discussion. And you know, for me, it's been surprising how, at least for the groups that we've led each semester, it feels like the dynamic of people joining in. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to take the question without a preconceived notion of what the answer is gonna be and you just put it there, And give it space and let people start talking. It just happens organically that you end up going to a deeper place than maybe you intended. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's when you start getting more insight out of it. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's been, you know, really... Rewarding and surprising. So.
0: Yeah, well, Paul, you just really went into the next question really nicely. So we're going to talk about <laughs> that. Was really good. That was scripted, right? <laughs> no. um, I told him to say that. So. <laughs> no. so it really it leads us to our next question. That leading a group or even being a part of a group can be kind of a scary thought.
4: Mm. So
0: help our listeners kind of kind of uh, uh, dispel some of the the myths or the fears that they may have, uh, that's, that anyone might have about leading a group or even joining a group. Kind of that this idea that only perfect people need apply or that pe- you have to have your act together. So talk about that. Anybody?
3: So I think we've all been touching on it a little bit, yeah. that people are people. Mm-hmm. We're all a mess. And if we can get past our veil and yeah. pull that back, we realize that we're all attempting to do life together and we all need help. And if we can be an encouragement to somebody or somebody can be an encouragement to us, then life seems to flow a lot better, a lot easier. Um, And my pride tends to jump in the way a lot of times, and Mm -hmm. I I want to do it myself. And so I just, I charge forward often. And the more I'm pulled back to the group and that, that foundation, the stronger I get and the more encouragement I get from others.
4: Yeah, that's really good. Jenny? I think the feeling of like, you know, needing to be an expert, like whether it's biblically or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. having like, we're all a hot mess. Um, people need people. Right. And, you know, I just think that this has been like, it's just such a good opportunity to just walk alongside each other and help each other through.
2: Yeah. I think uh, for me, the the most daunting part of even joining or leading is Feeling letting the enemy tell us that there's things about you that oh well if they really if people really knew that, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't accept you. If they if you were to really share your story, you know, put on a good front, put on a good face. Or there may be something in our past that we consider a disqualifying event, you know, that Mm -hmm. like, oh, because I grew up in church and here's here's all the rules, you know, and and this really hard thing happened to me. So maybe now I'm not good enough, and so yeah. the enemy tells us that. And yeah. so on Sunday, Pastor Jason was talking about just the really the heroes of our faith. He went from Noah mm-hmm. to Abraham to David to Elijah, and we could keep going into the New Testament where God's given us examples of people that have a really they made a bad choice somewhere, Checkered past. or they, yes, yeah. it's it's yeah. a little it's a little tainted, and so. We look at them and yet they're the they're the people that God gave us. Mm-hmm. You know, and he gave gave us that for a reason yeah. because we can see that even even David, if we were to know someone right now mm-hmm. that had an affair and had someone killed, we would write them off. Yeah. And he literally is the rock, you know, yeah. it's just like So we look at all of this and we think, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not perfect, or I don't want to join a group because I don't really want to open up because if they knew this about me, then they may not accept me. Or I don't want to lead a group because we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. So if the enemy is speaking that lie Mm -hmm. into you, you need to stop it, yes. you know, and that's the biggest thing that's going to hold someone up from joining a group or leading a group is listening to lies, That's good. and God has literally given us examples in His Word to say, look, you might mess up, but I redeem that. I restore that. Just walk in obedience and go and do what I've asked you to do, mm. and I can use you. And He's faithful. And He's faithful, yeah. and so that's that's been something that was really laid heavy on my heart is, You know, don't feel like you have to be perfect. No one is. That's
0: awesome, Erica. Preach it. That's (laughs) good stuff. Okay. So talk about um, some, maybe give examples of some tangible ways that you've seen Jesus show up in your life or maybe in the life of some of your members in a group. Um, You know, just seeing people kind of rally together and meet a need. Uh, We've heard so many countless stories of that through our small group leaders and different small groups. Ga- gathering together and meeting a need for someone in their community, or just some ways, some some examples that uh, that you've witnessed.
1: Well, for us, you know, one of the things when uh, we have new couples that join our group, um, we we ask them to 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 bring a a big prayer mm. that they don't mind sharing with the group to to talk as a couple and just to bring a prayer that's that's bold, that's audacious, that that we can lift up on their behalf that they don't mind sharing with us. And uh, we try to to pray these big prayers over the course of the semester. And even as groups have moved, um, if as couples in our groups have moved on, you know, I, I know for me personally, I still continue to pray the big prayers for people that were in our group two semesters ago. Yeah. And it can be prayers for healing. It can be prayers for restoration. It can be prayers for salvation. It can be prayers uh, for provision. Mm. And, uh, not only do we believe in the power of prayer, but we believe in powerful prayer. And so, um, it's for me as a group, there's something about us all being able to pray that God would move in a mighty way yeah. on each other's behalf, um, not always knowing his will, but never doubting that he can and never doubting his ability. And so, um, for us as a group, it's been, um, I think it's been amazing as we've prayed for one another and we've seen God move um, in each of our lives, and maybe it might be something that we've been praying uh, for two semesters, for three semesters, yeah. and then all of a sudden we see God show up in a way that that we never thought possible. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we see new couples come into our group that that see God move in their life, and then we see walls start to come down, and we've seen people share, so it's... Um, it's been humbling, yeah, um, to say the least, and, and faith
0: building too. I would imagine just to see that, to see God working in the lives of your group members too. It's you know, it, it, it encourages your your faith as well. Right.
1: Sure.
2: And we we literally ask them like something you've given up on. Mm-hmm. It may be salvation for someone that you're like there's no way, and let's pray. Yeah, you know, and we're still praying. There's you know. We're believing that the timing is different for everyone, but we're going to keep praying and we're not going to give up and um, know mm. that God can. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: Stan, how about you?
3: Something that we're doing in our group is uh, we we share have eyes to see, have eyes to see others, and always work to be a conduit that if you see something, you may not be able to do it, yet you have the resources to find someone that can help in that, and when COVID hit with the quarantine, uh, got to witness that in a big way with the with our group and people constantly on our text, our group, sending out, hey, this is going on, why don't you meet us over here and vice versa. And so it was neat to watch that and witness the hands and feet and, the, and having the eyes to see mm-hmm. to play out
4: That's cool. tangibly. So that was neat. That's very cool. I think for me personally, so two things, it's personally... I think um, one way that the Lord has spoken to me through the small group is like the hard seasons that I've been through where life isn't so great, God's showing me like, okay, hey, that wasn't for you. It was for somebody else, mm. you know? And so like opening up about something one night, I was talking about one hard thing. And then so this girl who hadn't really opened up or spoke before, she came up to me afterwards and was like, Thank you so much for sharing that. Like, that's going on in my family. Like, would you be willing to pray for me? So it's like the hard things that we go through aren't for you. Yeah. You know, like God yeah. uses those for other people So true. and to speak mm-hmm. and to minister to others. And also being a young adult group, I think a lot of people count us out, yes. you know, or youngish, yes. I feel youngish, but mm-hmm. people count us out. And so seeing the members of our group like rallying around each other, whether it be somebody that passed away I'm a family member that passed away, um, really like seeing a need and meeting a need. We have a group me and it's just like, I heard this is going on with so-and-so, what can we do? Mm. You know, like really just looking to serve, serve others and try to be a blessing to others. So like, it's been really great to see like people my age, because most of the time you don't really expect that, you know, like the young <laughs> adult, 18 to 29, you don't expect it. So it's yeah. been really like refreshing to see like Wow, we're really, you know, trying to make an impact.
0: That's cool, Jenny. I, mm-hmm. I love that because I've been—even uh, the even the young people on our staff and just seeing them, especially with a heart for God, mm-hmm. that's so inspiring.
4: It's so refreshing yeah. because, you know, when you think about young adults or this generation— You're right. You don't really think that. So, like, yeah. being a part of these groups and a part of Bethlehem and, like, yeah. seeing that people really having a heart for God and, like, chasing after God with each other, mm-hmm. it's just been, like, the biggest blessing to be a part of.
0: That's really cool.
4: Um, mm-hmm. uh, Stan,
0: something you, you said reminded me, I, I was leading a small group, a women's small group. And one of the ladies, um, took in a bunch of family members from another state who had been kind of displaced during COVID and had lost their home. And, and so she took them in, but she was on a fixed income. And so, uh, the, the members of our group, I didn't even know about it. The ladies just did it. They, they went and, and bought a bunch of groceries and just showed up on the doorstep and, 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 you know, served one of the women in our group. And it was like, they just kind of took it and ran with it. And it was just so, so cool to see the, like Jesus being, you know, these women being the hands and feet of Jesus during that time. So really cool, really inspiring mm-hmm. to see that pl- being played out in people's everyday life. So how have, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but anything you might want to add about um, how has being a group leader changed you? How has being a part of a group changed you or being, um, you know, being a group leader? How how
4: has that changed you? I think it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Mm. And, um, and like being held accountable for things, you know, like um, just your group members holding you accountable for things and like just, you know, walking through life together. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, i was just uh thinking you know when when people you need each other to grow mm-hmm. you know, and being isolated you don't you can't grow mm-hmm. so that is really insp- it's being held accountable and learning to grow in in,
4: in yeah not group. becoming like complacent in your walk with god right right mm. that's so important mm. Stan? Your
3: challenge you're challenged daily yeah. by the people around mm-hmm. you that you think you're supposed to be pouring into them and their their share setting examples like you're talking about angela about the ladies going out yeah that challenges me just to hear that and say, mm-hmm. okay, what am I doing? It's, I need to be stronger yeah. in that. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that as far as, a, I guess, leading a group and, and speaking with groups, in the past, I would always prepare information for the group, and I would share the information with the group. Mm-hmm. It was uh, sometimes good, sometimes not so good probably, <laughs> uh, yet uh, I was always just speaking yeah. And in the last two or three years, I've been really challenged to develop questions, ask questions, mm. and learn the information and then ask questions. And it's amazing to watch where, as you were saying, Paul, where it goes after that, mm-hmm. and to hear the depth of some people and then the struggle mm-hmm. of others. And and it just really, uh, it really helps everybody to become more real mm-hmm. and to understand that we, we do have challenges here. And... You, you get to hear somebody say something, and it's quite profound, and you're like, wow, that's, that's an amazing
4: Like, learning perspective. from each other, not mm-hmm. just—like, obviously, we learn from Jason on Sunday, but, right. like, learning just as much from each other as we do on Absolutely. My yeah. changes are way more surface
2: than theirs. Like, that's all <laughs> really spiritual. I doubt it, Aaron. It <laughs> is. Um, my changes have been, one, learning to not be such a perfectionist, mm-hmm. kind of like what yeah. we spoke to earlier, yeah. just— giving up i i was always i always had a very everything had a place like I, that's just kind of how i like to have you know the house or this goes in this place and this goes in this place so when people came over if there was one thing out of place it would just like mortify me i was so embarrassed and but like if you open the closet or a drawer, it is a wreck. <laughs> so I'm like, what does that say about me? You know, like I have to put on this good show, but inside, it's you know you don't, don't want, want to go close. there. Yeah. yeah so, um, but just giving up like that's not what it's about. This mm-hmm. is not to try to look perfect right. and just to just relax. And just realize that it's okay, you know, just to be real. And you know what? There might be a ring in the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> I, I Probably not. But, you know, if there is, are you coming back next week? Good. Right, you are. Okay. Right. I bet you have one at your house somewhere. <laughs> so just, I just have had to relax. I and I've changed a lot in that. And mm-hmm. the other change when Stan was talking— it's learning to be quiet Mm -hmm. and listen because I am the total opposite of my husband who likes to give everyone else the spotlight. I'm looking for it, you know, and trying to shine it on myself. And so just learning to just, it's not, it's about everyone else. So when the question Mm -hmm. is asked, my mind's going a million miles an hour because I'm getting ready to come up with something really great. And to sit back and let it be quiet. Mm -hmm and just wait and they always say something that you're just like wow I'm so glad I yeah. didn't jump in I'm so glad I didn't say something just mm-hmm. to let them just think and and it's just been amazing to see yeah. what this what people what's going on in their right. minds and what they share and it's just what everybody else needed and like what you said you know someone might share something that someone else is like me too and mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one you know so just just being quiet i I'm, I'm changed to be more quiet so <laughs> it's good i love it <laughs> paul's like now stop no, talking no, no. <laughs> oh really it's have good. you changed <laughs> paul do you have anything to add to that
1: <sighs> no i mean we're uh, you know I, I i feel the same way as as jenny i mean i just jumping out of my comfort zone yeah. in so many ways but we were really fortunate when we first got connected with a, with a group at Bethlehem uh, the couples that were hosting the group uh absolutely amazing job and just so um so wise and just so gifted with it and I remember one of the couples they they modeled a great way of how to lead a group yeah. and we, we've been thankful to have them with us uh, still in the group and and uh to share with us more semesters and I guess this is For some of the couples, this is maybe our seventh semester together. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've seen a lot of life and gotten to to do a lot of life together. But I remember that couple said, you know, you don't all have to tell your story tonight. But each week, if one of you just Mm -hmm. wants to tell your story or at any time through this semester, if you ever feel comfortable. And it's been really cool because, like, I'll think about it. And, like, I remember this last semester, we had somebody share their story that we've been in that semest- in in the small group with for six semesters.
0: Wow. Wow. And
1: they had never shared their story. But then as you're talking through and you're facilitating a discussion and, yeah. and you never see it, you, you didn't know it was coming. It was like, here was a question. We were talking about the message. And then all of a sudden, this insight, this wisdom, mm. but then this vulnerability right. and this just this authenticity of Mm -hmm. here's me and I'm just letting this wall down. And then what that, the courage that that took for the person, Mm -hmm. but then the encouragement that it was Mm -hmm. to us. And you just look around and it's like. And everyone else
2: then opens up too. And she probably held on to that for so long thinking that no one would want to hear this Mm. or they would think less of me. And we Mm. were just. It encouraged us yeah. so much, you yeah. know, for her to transparency. Open up. It was, but I want to be like, girl, why you been home on the that? Why'd you wait so long? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it's, it was, it was amazing.
0: So it's like getting a front row seat, really. When you're in a group, you get a front row seat to see the work of Jesus in, in people's lives. And that's what's so cool is that when, the, when you have those moments like that, you are getting to see him working in in someone's life. And like you said, letting those balls down, letting down that, that kind of that image or that perfection that we all think that we have to try to achieve. And, uh, and really it's, he just wants us to be real with one another. So that's really cool. So you guys are amazing. And I, if you have any last pieces of advice that you might give to someone who has never joined a group, what would you say to them? Feel free to jump in.
1: Connect.
4: Just do it. Just yeah. do, do it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the plunge. Just do it. You won't regret it.
2: Yeah. And not to listen. It's kind of what I spoke to earlier. Don't listen to the lies. Yeah. Silence that. We sing a song, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about crushing the head of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Crush that head. Yeah. I got that from from one of our worship leaders. Yeah. And um, that's so good. We're gonna Erica. crush the head of the enemy. We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna sign up. If you've never signed up, go do it. You mm-hmm. won't regret it. If you have felt that that voice telling you, you need to step out in faith and you need to lead, go and do it. God's got something big for you. Don't listen to the lies. Let that go. And I will warn you, week one, if you, you, you've you done this, you okay, I signed up and I promise you week one, every single thing is gonna work against you yeah. to make it that you're not gonna show up or you're gonna cancel it because that's just the way yeah. the enemy works against us. But I can tell you so many times I have thought, oh, I am, I am exhausted. Yeah. Like I don't know that I can mentally go home, clean up, mm-hmm. and be prepared. And then if I could just get everyone there, it's like all that energy floods in. And just the fellowship and the friendship and just time in the Word. By the time they're, we go late every week because I don't want them <laughs> to leave. So if you run into an obstacle— Expect it and just go. Go show up. Don't give up. Keep pushing forward. But like what everybody else said, just do it. Just do it. So rewarding. Yeah, and and even if you're a
0: little afraid or nervous at first, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Do it. Afraid. Do it. uh, Mm -hmm. Jump in and 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 get connected. Mm -hmm. So thank y'all so much for being a part of this podcast. And so thank y'all so much. And I will disclose to our listeners. They've never been on a podcast before. This is their <laughs> first time. And I think they were incredible. So thank y'all so much for your time and for your wisdom and sharing your experiences being a group leader. So thank y'all for being a part of this. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for joining us once again for another episode of Beyond Sunday. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged. And if you are a member here at Bethlehem Church or you're a part of Bethlehem and you wanna get connected um, with a group, uh, please uh, contact us, check out our website, and we will have group signups beginning August 15th. And we would love for you to take part.
2: See you next time.